for coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sauterly, brought to you by social media for high school athletes. Holy cow, it is 2019. Folks, we've made it. We made it this far. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was I, I was thinking about a report I did back in high school, and I remember whatever the date was, it was for 2020, and I was like, oh my God, that's so far away. But we're almost there. It's a new year. New times for soccer chat ahead. I am Sean. He is Nick. Nick, how has your 2019 been? Are you okay? If anybody's seen your Snapchats, are you okay right now? No, I'm I'm doing great, Sean. I'm I'm thriving in 2019. What has been um, your beverage of choice today? Today, uh, beer probably. But uh, no, I mean, whenever you're down in a in a tropical place like this, I'm a big fan of getting fruit drinks. Like I've been drinking more daiquiris than than pretty much any other drink. And I don't feel ashamed at all because they're delicious. And I, I remember there was one time when I was at when, with the OG Don Crow down in North Carolina. I think she sent out a picture where she had ordered a beer and I ordered a delicious margarita. And she's like, who's drinking who's? And I was proud to have my delicious fruity margarita. <laughs> when, when in the island do as the islanders do. <laughs> Even if it's in North Carolina. Even if it's in North Carolina, that is that is correct. Uh, <laughs> this is Soccer Chat. What a great intro that we just had there. Uh, this is the, uh, the the coaching podcast for coaches by coaches, brought to you every single week for free by the good folks at Social Media for the High School Athletes. Check them out online at socialstudentathletes.com and all over social media platforms at HS Social Media. This is a listener-supported podcast supported by people listening to this just like you by sharing out the links every time we tweet them out whether you're listening on itunes google play stitcher tune in radio iheart radio wherever you get your podcast from share these links out when you're listening let people know grow your network grow our network and leave a nice little five-star rating and review on itunes that way nick and i can get back in contact with you and tell you thank you for listening to making this a part of your week man it, it, it's almost here. I mean, I, I made it through last week on the 2018 review show and uh, got a lot of awesome feedback. So many people liked going back and hearing some of the things again, uh, you know, just because, you, you know, you were obviously busy and, and traveling at that time. Uh, what were some of your highlights uh, from 2018 and when it comes to soccer chat? I mean, I would say personally, I mean, obviously just all the guests that we were able to interview was awesome. I mean, I, we, we obviously collaborated a bit on picking our favorite ones that we experienced for last week episode. But I think for me, a, a lot of it has just been the experience meeting people in person. Um, I mean, obviously you and me have gotten to hang out a lot more since um, 2018 started and work camps together. I mean, I travel. We're Don. almost on five times. We have one more time after convention. <laughs> it will be five times that we've hung out. Yes. But I mean, they're very meaningful times. I mean, super meaningful, <laughs> but yes. um, no, but I mean, getting to hang out, I mean, with all the people that we connect with, Don Crow, Ian, Bianca, Shock, Soccer Manthe, uh, Newman down in Peoria. I mean, like I, the amount of people that like, it's cool to go to showcases now. Like for me, I mean, it always was, I, I but well, now yeah, because you never recruit because you just talk the whole time. Then other people can't recruit because you're talking yeah, the whole time. That's my strategy i was like i know what i need to see so i'm gonna do it really quick and then just distract everyone um that's what it's my my slowly been i've been slowly implementing this through throughout my career it's just it's eventually gonna pay off it just hasn't quite yet um but no i think that's my my favorite part is going through and just 
again, when you go to a place now, you have so many more people to talk to. And when we we talk about this, we're right in the beginning. I think it was right after we interviewed um, Sincola, who's now at uh, Notre Dame. But when she was coaching in, in Western Michigan, where we were like, now we just have another team to root for. And so for me, it's pretty cool because I have people to root for. I have teams to root for. And like when you see, I mean, the amount of people that we've interviewed over the last year and a half that have gotten new jobs or have had new experiences, like we get to root for that, you know, it's pretty cool. And I I mean, it's just one of those things that to be honest, when we started doing this, it wasn't something that I really saw as one of the things that I would enjoy the most, but it's definitely been probably the part I've enjoyed the most since we've been doing this. What about you? Uh, just hearing people's stories. I know you always, we always joke about story time with Sean and whatnot, but that's, um, that's what drives me. That's what motivates me is to get people's stories out there. And we wouldn't have these, um, we wouldn't have these people or these teams to root for if we didn't have an emotional attachment to them. And that's kind of what soccer chat, the, you know, the, the podcast at least is, is all about is learning about coaches, learning through their journeys, learning through their stories and, and just getting to know people on a personal level, you know, how many, we we've never been big time by anybody. Uh, everybody's been super cool that that we've talked to uh, on the show and uh, off the show as well. So, you know, it just it makes you know the the, the most is when people say, "I can't believe you had Randy Waldrum on there," and it's like, yes, we call him the good brother. But Randy's a dude just like you and I. Like yep. he will talk to anybody. And so many people told us, you know, you know, when he gave his email address out like how many people like stayed in contact with him and, you know, they've never met, but they, he, they emailed him cause they heard him on our show uh, and he was able to help them out with questions that they had. So it's stuff, just, just getting those, getting those connections to happen, getting those networks to happen. And it made me, I, I really spent like, while you and your family were, were pub crawling. Um, my family was all passed out by I'd say eight o'clock. Uh, <laughs> so it was just me and Anderson Cooper. Um, and I spent some time thinking about like, how can we make that, you know, how can we make this network even bigger and more accessible and more than just Wednesday nights and, and not trying to like put too much soccer chat and, and lives and stuff like that. But, you know, we kind of joked, I think one night on Twitter chat or maybe even on a podcast, somebody had talked about like a soccer chat group text. And we've had some people reach out uh, before saying like, Hey, like if you do a group text, like I want to be a part of it. Uh, you know, I'm looking to make some more group texts with my, my coaching networks. And so I just thought, you know, what a good way to kick 2019 off than just let's send it into the forefront. You don't have to pay to be a part of it. We're not making you uh, buy a subscription to be a part of the group text. It's literally, you can, we put, we tweeted the link out. We put the link on Facebook as well. You just got to go on, click the link and you're in our group text with the coaches. There's, I think we're up to 40 maybe currently um i'll pull it up for you this is live as we're doing this we're at 35 so almost 40 so about 40 um just coaches from various uh various organizations various levels and i think that that's really for me that's my new focus for 2019 is you know getting more people connected and to have that connection more accessible than just through twitter you know that instant uh instant feedback because sometimes we have questions we get it on mondays and it's like, oh, I gotta wait till Wednesday to get that answered. Uh, so now, like within this group text, uh, you know, we can, uh, you can, you can ask those questions quicker. We will probably throw some uh, some cool stuff on there uh, as well that we won't put out on uh, on Twitter or Facebook. Um, but I, that's gotten me excited. I, it, I'm I'm not a person who dwells or like remembers everything that happened before. I'm more of like, all right, thinking about today and tomorrow. Um, and so while we think about 2018 and how good it was, I am super pumped 
about what 2019 is going to bring. Oh, absolutely. Did you see how I introduced myself in that group message? Yes, I did actually. And uh, <laughs> Ian Wilson and Ian Wilson um, responded that you also just want to win all the soccer games. And I can't yeah. believe you forgot that. No, it's true. I, sh- I should have. I, it's so hard to remember all my hashtags nowadays. <laughs> we, we did get to add one more tonight to our to our magnificent set of hashtags. Yes. And, and speaking of hashtags, check out hashtag CHI19. And that is the official hashtag for the United Soccer Coaches Convention that's going to be taking place next week in Chicago. Nick and I are going to be there where we will be hosting Soccer Chat live from hashtag CHI19. 19 powered by exact sports. If you are a college coach looking for that mentally ready player for the college level, hit up exact sports at ExactSports.com uh, for their ID camps all over the country as a personal testimony. I love everything that they do. That's why I'm good friends with them all. I love working with all of their, all of their camps when I get the opportunity to uh, just because I love their product and I love what they're doing. Go check it out. Exact sports. Dot com. Uh, they're going to have some awesome giveaways for you guys. We're not going to tell you. You're going to have to get there and see what we've got. Nick has seen them. What do you think? I mean, they're they're pretty they're, they're pretty baller. I'm not going to lie. You're yeah. going to want to check these out. Yes. Uh, so we have some really awesome giveaways. Thanks to uh, thanks to the the homies over at Exact Sports. Uh, we've got some awesome shows lined up. We've announced so far as we you just heard last night. Uh, University of Illinois assistant coach Jeff Freeman is coming back. A slice of Jeff is the name of his show. Uh, hopefully we can get some pizza in there for Jeff and we can have some, some nice little pizza chat uh, while we're talking soccer at the same time. Also, the man is going to be there on Friday or on Thursday. What am I thinking? I, I can't even think ahead right now. On Thursday at four o'clock, we have the good brother, Randy Waldrum. He's going to come chat with us and chat with you. All these shows are interactive. Show up, listen, have a question. We'll get your question in there. Let the coaches answer it for you. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. Now, this on Thursday, it goes from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Then there's a break. And then when the exhibit hall opens back up, it goes from 6 to 8 o'clock. And that's when the podcast row is going to be open. We're going to be right outside of the uh, exhibit hall. We'll be set up there. You'll see us. You'll definitely hear us for sure. In the times where we don't have a show, we're still going to be there. And if you want to come up and chat with us, we'll talk to you. We'll sit down, we'll record, we'll grab the microphones. We'll get a quick little chat with you about uh, your time at convention so far, or maybe just anything that you want to chat about soccer wise. Uh, that's our time to connect. And another time for us to connect is going to be Thursday night at six o'clock when podcast row opens back up. It is the first ever soccer chat meet and tweet. That's right. All the people that you see on Wednesday nights chatting uh, and people that you see in our group text. Now that we've got, you finally get to meet them. You finally get to see them in person. And the thing is I want to get, and I, I know Nick, Nick is all on this as well. We want to create the biggest group picture taken at convention. And I think we can do that. Oh, I think we can. I mean, if anyone can do it, Sean, you you can make this happen. <laughs> Thank you for putting that pressure on me. But if you're listening to this right now and you're going to a convention or you're on Twitter on for Soccer Chat and you're going to a convention, make sure 6 o'clock, Podcast Row, you're there for the first ever Soccer Chat meet and tweet. Also, order your T-shirt online. Get that Soccer Chat T-shirt. Get your Twitter handle on the back of it so people can put – a name with a face because that's sometimes that's the thing that nick and i like to do is is putting that name in the face to the twitter name that we see and if you stick around after uh, the meet and tweet we're going to have an awesome 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 show uh that i think is going to be very very funny 
Going into Friday, 10 o'clock, we've got the Rush Women's Coaching Alliance uh, with our good friend Jess Nash and some of her friends from the uh, from the Rush Alliance. I just like saying that, the Rush Alliance. Sounds um, <laughs> Right? Uh, then we're coming back at 12, where the British are coming back. We have best friends Sam Etherington and Sarah Loudon joining us. And the cool thing is they were going to come on Thursday night, but they're going to go see Hamilton. So I wanted to come on Friday so that we could talk about Hamilton and maybe sing some songs and see how that goes. Uh, then 4 p.m., it is the Camp Shutout Clown Show featuring John Bush and Eric Vodder, the famous EV from uh, go back and listen to the John Bush episodes, and you can hear about the famous EV. We're going to get them two together. Uh, and the cool thing is that Camp Shutout has a ton of giveaways for you guys, so make sure that you're there uh, so that way you can participate. They've got quarter zips, sweatshirts, high-end level goalkeeping gloves from HPG. Uh, you never – it's it's going to be incredible. you got to show up. Uh, and you got to be there in order to win. Uh, and then on Saturday, podcast were actually closes on Friday, but on Saturday, uh, we've been asked to do some remote shows. And at 10 a.m., we're going to be at the Keeper Goals booth. That's number 715, 715 uh, in the exhibit hall. We're going to be at the Keeper Goals booth from 10 to 11 interviewing a lot of their friends and guests along with the people from keeper goals as well. Can't wait for that. And then at noon on Saturday, this is going to be Nick's favorite one. I think is we're going to be at the Duke tick brand booth and we're going to be doing giveaways there. If you show up, they're doing giveaways. So make sure all these shows show up to the booth, show up to our booth uh, because there will be giveaways for you all there. Uh, but in order to win, you got to be there. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I am really excited. I'm excited for all this, but yeah, you definitely show up to the Saturday one. Tiff and Adelaide are, they're good people. You haven't met them yet, have you, in person? I have not. I have not. That's, you're going to enjoy that meeting. They're, 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 good, they're good people. Good sisters. Uh, good sisters. Good sisters. And speaking of good sisters, let's go meet a new one now, whose name you're going to be hearing and face you'll be seeing a lot if you're going to convention. If you've been checking out the news, you know, we're always bringing you the the top topics, the the top guest, and and we have with us somebody who, who's been kind of in the news, somebody who I've just recently been introduced to uh, in just the last couple of weeks. And I really don't know how, other than like we kind of got connected on Twitter or Facebook, one of the two. Yeah. Social um, media, the source of all so, great things. Um, yes, that is exactly true. <laughs> uh, and then when I was reading through your biography, I thought to myself, what, like, is there anything she hasn't done? Uh, which we'll get into that with us today. We have Miss Haley Carter. Haley, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm vacationing with my family. Out for, so, yeah. uh, can I give you a shout out for your Twitter handle uh, copied off of the Jay-Z Twitter handle? Or did yeah. you do yours first? 
Um, I think it's just a, a happy coincidence. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. So on the uh, the last album, The Carters, how many songs were you featured on? Oh, like basically all of them. They were. <laughs> I figured much, as such. They were pretty much written for me. So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, one of the things about I, soccer chat is, uh, in order to know who you are as the coach now, you kind of got to know where you've been and, and where you, how you got to the point where you're at now. So, uh, if you don't mind, kind of giving everybody a a brief background. Yeah. Hmm. Where do I start? So some people um, start from their U8 leagues, but I mean that's totally up to you. We, we did have that. We wouldn't recommend that one, but like we'll some people have done. It. We'll fast forward a little bit. So. Um, you know, obviously I grew up playing the game. Um, I'm from South Texas, so I grew up playing club, um, high school and ODP soccer. So, you know, back when, um, ODP was really sort of the only route to the national team, there was no ECNL or DA or any of that stuff. Um, and, uh, and I was recruited. I played college soccer actually at the Naval Academy for four years under Karen Gabera and Rob Blank. And that was awesome. Um, School was a little bit difficult. People ask me uh, about that, you know, how going to the Naval Academy was. I think people don't realize the military part is relatively straightforward. They tell you what to wear every day, when to eat. They give you everything that you need. (laughs) Uh, But the school is actually pretty difficult. You know, I was taking easily 20 hours a semester in season, so that was pretty insane. Um, You learn a whole lot of time management skills. Uh, And I graduated from there, and, and I actually spent close to eight years in the Marine Corps. I was a logistics officer. And I continued to play throughout my career in the Marine Corps. Uh, I played in all armed forces soccer. And then when I was stationed in Hawaii, I actually played. There's this amazing league in Hawaii called the W1. And it's former college players, semi-pro players. And when I was playing, we were sort of in between leagues. Uh, WPS had folded. NWSL was like on the cusp of happening. Um, We had WPSL Elite, but it's this really cool league that's really competitive. You know, I played on a team when Caprice Didasco, who plays for Washington Spirit, actually, she was a senior in high school and she played on my team. She was a forward then. So to see her go from being a senior in high school to being at UCLA and then playing in the pro league has been kind of a fun experience. But uh, so I, soccer has always sort of been part of my identity, obviously, you know, I grew up playing it, but you know, when you're in the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps really sort of takes priority. Uh, so once I got off active duty, I moved back to Texas. That's where, you know, like I said, that's where originally I'm from. And, um, and the Houston Dash came about. And I remember having a conversation with Randy Waldrum uh, going into 2014 because I knew he was going to need more goalkeepers than just uh, Bianca Henninger and Aaron McLeod. So I reached out to him and uh, we sort of talked and, you know, I was back in Texas. And so he's like, yeah, 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 you definitely need to come and try out and then we'll go from there. And of course, when Randy Waldron's like, yeah, you should come and then we'll go from there. You don't say no. Um, so, sure. so yeah, so I went and um, I kept getting invited back and invited back. And for three years, I played for him as a reserve goalkeeper. And it was a fantastic experience. I was really fortunate. It gave me a really phenomenal platform to be able to serve the community and, you know, being from Houston, that was especially important to me. So it gave me an opportunity to grow the game and to also serve the community. It was just, it was the stars aligned. And I was really fortunate to get to play for Randy for the three seasons that I did for sure. He's a phenomenal human being. And I just great coach, great human. He's the um, good brother. He really is. He really is. Um, I mean, through and through, um, I, I don't, I don't there, I don't have enough positive things to say about him and playing for him. So, um, 
and while I was playing, of course, I, I got involved in coaching. So I actually joined an SCAA, now United Soccer Coaches, right as I was transitioning out of the Marine Corps. Uh, and as I was playing, you know, I started, I founded, you know, what we all do, right? We go and we found an LLC yeah. and, and we start, you know, training goalkeepers. That was without obviously is my position. So, um, special place in my heart for the union. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I got a job working as a volunteer assistant, you know, I needed a place to be able to work out, um, and play and train and then also help players grow. Right. So, being able to, in the off season of NWSL, I was a volunteer assistant at multiple universities. Um, and that was just a great experience. So that really sort of set off my college experience um, coaching. And, you know, I just, being able to impact players at that level, uh, in addition to like the high school and youth coaches or goalkeepers that I was working with, and even some of the field players I was working with, um, you know, it was just great. It sort of took my coaching to a whole new level, to be honest with you, because, they're intuitive and you could ask a lot of questions and hard questions. So you really have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it and um, to be able to defend that. So, uh, and then most recently, you know, in my last year of playing, I was sponsored by a company called Hummel International and their sort of corporate social responsibility brand and slogan is changing the world through sport. And as a Marine, that just immediately sort of stood out to me. And they were trying really hard to break back into the U.S. market. You know, they were around in the 90s when we were kids mm -hmm. and, um, and sort of pulled out and then were coming back. And so um, while I was in the, the midst of contract negotiations with them, they were like, hey, you know, Hummel International, we're getting ready to do this kit launch, the Afghanistan Women's National Team. Like, we know you've been deployed to the Middle East. The women there have a special place in your heart. And we think it would be a really great idea if we connected you with Kalita Popal. And Kalita at that time was the program director for the national team. And she was the, uh, she was working at, at Hummel, sort of in an intern role while she was going to university. And I said, yeah, of course, right? I'm always down for meeting more people. And yeah, I think that's what life is about. And we met, we were introduced and we became like best friends overnight. And, you know, I basically just said, Hey, if there's anything that you need while you're, you know, working with the team, please let me know. Like, I'd love to help. And yeah, about two weeks later, I was surprised actually it took her that long. <laughs> about two weeks later, she reached out to me and she was, she asked me how serious I was about that offer. And I'm like, well, what do you need? And she said, I need a goalkeeper coach. Check. Gotcha there. <laughs> uh, and then she was like, and I really am kind of navigating this blind. I'm not really sure exactly what we need. And, I, you know, I have the network on the humanitarian side, but from an operation side, logistics, sponsorships, fundraising, I really don't know how to navigate that entirely. And so uh, I was a logistics officer in the Marine Corps. So I, like, I am a professional planner. <laughs> and so team operations for me is, is kind of second nature. And so I said, not a problem. We can figure that out. And Kelly Lindsay, who's the, uh, she was the head coach. I, we're all formers now, apparently. Uh, we, apparently the Federation has let us go. They just haven't bothered to notify any of us formally of that decision, but I feel like I'm going to get like, fired up the more we talk about this. I'm going to get like, Oh, we are fired up. Gonna, I'm going to have to like bleep you're myself. Get <laughs> you're going to get fired up. Um, so Kelly Lindsay, the former head coach of the Afghanistan women's national team. Um, she came on three or four days after I did, it was kind of a, a group, um, you know, we kind of all came about at the same time. Uh, and we put together a really professional staff. We brought on uh, John DeWitt from the Houston Dynamo. He was our, 
sort of fitness coach with a dash when I was there. And I hated running his fitness sessions so much that I wanted Afghan girls to have to run his fitness sessions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, no, he's great. <laughs> he's really great. That's why we brought him on. And then Joel Miro, who interestingly, being that I'm from Houston and connected to the Dynamo organization, uh, Joelle works for FC Dallas, but she's very good at what she does. So we've made an exception um, <laughs> to have an FC Dallas uh, physical therapist come on. And she was our team PT. So we put together a really, really good staff. Uh, and, you know, the goal really was to provide as professional an environment as possible because those women, um, they don't know what they don't know. And they don't know really at an international level, what they deserve to have. And they deserve to have a professional staff and a professional environment to train and to develop and to get better. And so that was really our goal. Our goal was to um, help sort of facilitate that development of that program. And um, for us, you know, we did it all on a voluntary basis. None of us got paid. Um, to be honest with you, we were we were spending so much time trying to fundraise just to make sure that the team had food and lodging and transportation for camps that you know, the point is, it wasn't about the position or the title for us. It's never been about that. It's really been about, you know, giving one, growing the game, empowering women. And then, you know, some of those players, as they've gotten older, really have wanted to get into coaching. So it's also been about empowering players into the, developing more into a coaching role. And, you know, several of them have wanted to participate in various women's committees, whether it's at FIFA or at AFC or the Federation. Uh, so to help them also grow into governance roles, it's, it's really been about keeping those women in the game as long as possible because there's so many other competing factors there culturally and socially. Uh, and the game, really, you can just see it firsthand, the influence that it has on these women and their confidence level. You know, we've had players that have gone on to become lawyers and doctors and, uh, you know, have sought education instead of marrying at a really young age and have really just are making an unbelievable impact in their own community. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been a really rewarding experience. Obviously, uh, the news that's out there right now has been, um, terrible, uh, awful news, but, uh, and it's going to set the program back a little bit, but I'm off. I'm, I truly am optimistic that things are going to turn around and things are going to be resolved. There's just, there's so many positive people there. There's so the girls for the first time really have come together and are driving this. And so, um, it's amazing to see the players come together as a team and, uh, and push for massive, massive revolutionary social change and, uh, in the game itself and beyond the game. It's been really kind of humbling for sure. Wow. There's so much to unpack there and we're going to, we're going to try it. I mean, this might be one of those episodes where we, we definitely don't fit it in an hour, but, um, before we even get into all that stuff, one of the things that I was really curious about um, I have a good friend, uh, Chris uh, Hot Thompson, who works at Knox College, and he coached at VMI, yeah. Virginia mm-hmm. Institute for All. And he always yeah. talks about the difficulties of student athletes going through that. Can you talk to us a little bit about your experience playing at Navy, not only with the stuff that you had to do as a student athlete, but the stuff that you have to do with Navy and everything that that entails to try to do both those simultaneously. Yeah. So like I was saying, it's really, uh, it really hones your time management skills and your ability to prioritize. So not just the, obviously sports, right. You know, that is like having a full-time job in and of itself playing division one athletics. 
So whether it's early morning lifting or lunch lifting or in season, out of season, your schedules, I mean, obviously in season, your schedule is really kind of insane. Um, but it really is just about knowing how to prioritize. And for me, it was a little bit of a change, obviously going from high school to college, but, um, it really just came down to knowing how to create checklists and making sure that you're getting the right things done. And I will tell you though, for as hard as those schools can be as difficult as they can be, um, just in terms of the sheer volume of things that you are responsible for, there's an unbelievable support structure, um, around the athletes. So, you know, for us, the coaching staff obviously played a big role, but we also had, um, faculty members that really went out of your way. You know, if, if you showed that you were willing to make the commitment and you were willing to dedicate the time to get better, to make sure that you had the resources that you needed to be successful, those resources were going to be there for you. Uh, and, and I think the Naval Academy and I'm sure, you know, West Point and VMI and other, you know, similar military schools, they can't be successful without faculty that are like that. I think faculty members have to be, um, accepting of that. And, and it goes beyond just the student athlete, right? I think they're especially um, flexible for the student athlete, but the standards on the student athletes are just as rigorous, um, if not more so, just because of the sheer number of people that are maintaining standards on you, right? So you've got you, not just your grades, right? And not just the military things you're responsible for, so whether it's your company officer or whoever, you've also got your coaching staff, you've got your teammates, you've got your team captain, there's all of these people that um, <clears throat> that are in trying to work to ensure that you're successful. And so you don't want to disappoint those people. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think actually that's not true. There were parts of it that really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have um, I actually have IHTFP engraved on the inside of my class ring, um, which I don't I I, I wouldn't say I don't ever wear it. I wear it on very particular occasions, but um, it actually stands for I hate this fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it engraved in my classroom. So if I ever at any point in my life started to feel nostalgic <laughs> about my time at the Naval Academy, I can be reminded of it. But there were times actually that, you know, you, you really learn to um, appreciate the people that are around you. My roommates there, for instance, neither one of them are varsity athletes, but they basically live the life of the varsity athlete because when my alarm was going off at four o'clock in the morning during preseason, they were getting up. Um, and so, you know, we sort of shared that experience and now those two girls are like my soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, um, so yeah, I just think it is difficult, but it's not impossible. I really looking back on it, I'm really thankful for the opportunity uh, that I had to go there. And I think, to be honest with you, I think it completely, the um, opportunity that it gave me to develop both as a person uh, and as an athlete and as a leader, I, I, I don't think, I think that's irreplaceable. I don't, I second to none. Um, and I certainly would not be the person that I am today had I not been given the opportunity to pursue my education there. And, um, you know, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not necessarily nostalgic about it because, yeah, there were times it really sucked. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I really, I, I'm, it shaped me. It made me who I am. So I got to be thankful for that. That's awesome. Rewinding even a little bit more, what made you choose that? Like, what, like, there's no way. <laughs> it's actually not that cool. It's actually not that cool of a story. <laughs> so uh, I was watching the Discovery Channel in eighth grade with my mom, maybe seventh grade. And there was, um, there was a show on and it was basically highlighting each of the four service academies. 
And um, I remember watching it with my mom and I just really liked the Naval Academy. And I told her, I was like, you know, I really want to go to school there. And she just kind of laughed and was like, okay, well, we'll see when we get to that. And obviously by then I was already on like region three teams and stuff like that. So I was serious about playing college soccer. And to me, when I, even when I got in high school, not playing college soccer, that wasn't an option. I was going to play college soccer, which is a matter of where I was going to play. And I went to, um, I went to their camp, I think between my sophomore and junior year, I went to their camp. Um, yeah, it had to have been. And I just loved it. I thought the campus was beautiful. I just thought it was so cool. And I, I kind of liked the idea of the challenge. And then when I got around to my junior year and applying, uh, I was actually scared to apply because I, I don't like rejection. <laughs> and, um, and my mom actually, interestingly, grounded me. My mom's terrifying, by the way. I love her, but she's terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom grounded me to the dining room table and said, you are not getting up from that table until you finish your application to the Naval Academy. And I was like, okay. So I sat down and I finished my application and I sent it in. And then of course, you know, you wind up having to get uh, nominations from a congressman. So I, I was able to achieve that. Uh, and sure enough, Rob Blank called me later that year and said that I had been accepted. So it was really exciting, but yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was scared to apply because I was afraid I was going to get rejected and I just, I couldn't bear the thought of being rejected. So, um, well, is there any point where you're like, okay, I'm a region three goalkeeper. Like, why would they say no to me? I just, it's don't not approach, somebody... I, I just don't approach life like that. Like I'm, you know, I just don't, I always feel like I'm need to be better. And so I've never, I don't know. I've just never approached life that way. I, even with this election, you know, I was telling a few people, I'm really nervous about this election. And I think, yeah, I think I would do well, but, you know, I don't want to ever be complacent. And um, I think I would be a good fit for that position, but they're, the candidates are all really great. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't approach life that way. I, I, um, I'm totally thinking if I'm in your situation and I'm as good as I know I am, it's not every day somebody with those type of skills are like, hey, Naval Academy, I want to play soccer for you. That is true. You know, that is true. If you if you look at um, Naval Academy recruiting or any of the military academies and any of the sports, uh, you get athletes that want to go to school there first. Yeah. Right. So it's not oh, I want to play soccer for you. It's I want to get my education there. And by the way, I'm also decent at the sport. So, I, you know, hi, mm -hmm. <laughs> have we met? Um, and so. That is, it is a really good recruiting draw a little bit because it kind of recruits itself, right? It kind of sells mm -hmm. itself. Um, but yeah, no. And the other thing too, you know, it's a four-year program. I sat my happy butt on the bench for three seasons, you know, and I wasn't starting until I was a senior. And so, um, you know, like most Division One schools, it's the same way. Navy has a really competitive environment and, and that's really hard. I think for me, I did struggle a little bit. My freshman year, especially, you know, you go from being a big fish in a small pond to being a very, very small fish in a very, very big pond. Uh, and it can be a little bit intimidating. You know, I think I struggled with that a little bit. And, uh, you know, it took quite a bit of maturing uh, as a player. And I can tell you when I graduated, I wasn't nearly mature enough. Like looking back on it, I think when I was playing professionally, uh, I was a much better player and goalkeeper at 30 than I ever was at 21 or 22. So, uh, I think so, we yeah, all think it's, that it's the truth. <laughs> I think, I think that's the thing about goalkeepers. We get better with age. <laughs> I've, I've always said that 
I felt like I was better out of college than I was in college. And then when I hit 30, I was like, man, if I like had my body and athleticism of 20 with what I know at 30, oh my gosh, like I would not be here right now. I wouldn't be playing in this over 30 men's league uh, (laughs) with a bunch of 50 year olds. Like I, where I would, I know where I'd be right now. Yeah. Kind of going on, you know, you, you, you talked about uh, your time in the, in the, in the forces and, and you got into, uh, in with the dash. What was that first day like for you? Um, with the dash? Yeah. When you show up to the first training or the first fun. meeting, whatever. It was fun. It was a blast. It was a blast. It was absolutely a blast. Um, I was, I had always approached it that, um, that entire experience really, I was just really happy to be there, to be honest with you. Um, I think there was a point, I remember having a conversation with Randy and we kind of laugh about it now where, um, he tried to cut me and I was just like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) How does that work? And he was like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Because I, you know, back then I was, I was an unpaid reserve essentially. Um, and so he was like, well, you know, can you make it work with your work schedule? And I said, yeah, of course I can make it work with my work schedule. Then I had a job that, uh, and I've had multiple jobs that have sort of been that way that they're global roles. And so it doesn't really matter where I'm working because either I'm, you know, up really early in the morning on a phone call with Poland or I'm up really early or up really late at night on a call with China. It was just kind of sort of all over the place. It was a flexible schedule, but, um, so, yeah, you know, and, and we, we just always had a good time. I was, I was always, always very, um, humbled by the opportunity and very grateful for the opportunity to be able to play and train at that level. You know, we had Carly on the team and at that time she was the best player in the world. And, um, it was just an unbelievable experience. And, you know, it was really about, has to be stopped? um, her, her first day at training, she didn't score a single goal on me. I actually yeah. wrote about it. I wrote about it in my diary, and um, <laughs> and I still I still will occasionally text her and remind her. Um, yes. that, that she. If I ever, if I ever goal. meet Carly Lloyd, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, why can't you score on Haley Carter?" You should say that. I think she would really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm. T- if I ever meet, if I ever meet her, I, that's okay. all. That's the only thing that I'm saying. That is what you. That's exactly what you should say. No I encourage that. Will definitely do that. He yeah. Will, oh, for sure. Man yeah, of my word, I will totally walk that. up to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Either that, but, or she's yeah. going to kick me in the face too. Yeah, but it was a good experience, and you know, we also kind of joke about being an older player when I came back to playing, and then also my experience in the Marine Corps and otherwise. Um, you know, I was also, by then I was a mom too. So my son was two at the time that I started playing and, um, that really just kind of changes your life right now. You approach things and yeah. your patience, I think is a little, quite a bit higher. Um, and yeah, I just, I had a completely different perspective and, you know, we used to joke, you know, talk about John DeWitt and his fitness sessions, um, people would lose sleep over that. Like people that are unbelievably fit and I won't name names, but people that had no business being stressed about fitness sessions would like lose sleep the night before one of John's fitness sessions. And I would just show up and do whatever. And of course, as a goalkeeper, like I was never really that great at fitness, but, um, but (laughs) I used to tell them that as a Marine, like in my mind, if we're running between 18 yard boxes, um, there's like, all I'm thinking is, well, at least I'm not doing it in boots with a flak jacket on, yeah. 
like, or, you know, I used to tell John, there's literally nothing you can do to me in 45 minutes that comes even close to being the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So, um, yeah, your teammate, their teammates you know? probably hate that. Cause they're like, Oh, Navy girl over here. She can handle no, because they would see me like struggle bus, right. To get through the fitness, but it just, <laughs> it just didn't bother me. Like I just, you know, I would just put one foot in front of the other and keep going and not die. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, so. Was there a point when you were doing the whole armed forces thing and, and, and being uh deployed because uh, to get to the, you know, it's more than just picking up the phone and calling Randy Waldron and being like, Hey, yeah, so I kept, like, I kept was there playing. A, I was yeah, gonna say, I I, I, you mentioned that you played, but was there a point yeah. where you're like, I want to go play pro? Like, I want, I, I want to do this as a career. Um, I, it wasn't that simple. Um, I mean, I kept playing. You know, I the all so the all armed forces, um, women's team is is a big deal. They have a military world championship every year, and then every four years, there's like sort of like a military world Olympic games. As I say, I have um, a former player of mine did the basketball version of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. It's a really really cool experience. Um. And so I was able to continue playing at a high level. And like I said, while I was stationed in Hawaii, I was able to play there. And then when I came back, um, I had just really got sorted uh, in Texas. I had only been there maybe six or seven months. Um, and the Dash, I remember going to a Dynamo uh, playoff game against um, Sporting KC. And uh, somebody had said, oh, yeah, Chris Canetti is talking about establishing a women's team here in Houston to be an expansion for NWSL. And I remember being like, okay, uh, like I'm not holding my breath. You know, I've seen the first two iterations of the league and it was the second year of NWSL. So I was like, no way. And, um, and then sure enough, I was totally wrong. And uh, they wound up establishing the dash and they brought Tony DeChico on to do some um, consulting work. And, uh, and then, you know, so of course, obviously when they brought Tony on, I knew that they were really serious about making it a good, um, a good sort of experience and, uh, club environment. They were invested and then they hired Randy and one thing kind of led to another. So, uh, and I was there, so I thought, well, you know, I'll reach out and have the conversation with Randy and yeah. And, um, yeah, it sort of just worked itself out. It, you know, I, I guess the biggest lesson in life here is not to be afraid to put yourself out there. I think that that matters. And I'm sure I have no doubt that age and perspective and maturity probably had a little bit to do with it. I just had been through enough things in life at that point that I wasn't afraid to put myself out there. But, uh, I think that matters. You know, I think some younger players, uh, you know, they talk about wanting to play at the highest level, but they, you really have to be willing to put yourself out there and, you know, even I talk about in high school not wanting to apply to the Naval Academy because I didn't want to get rejected. You kind of have to get over that, right? Yeah. As adults, we have to get past that. Um, and so, yeah. And again, even Randy tried to cut me, and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, so I'll see you tomorrow." And, <laughs> that's, um, that's incredible. Yeah, and he was like, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow." <laughs> so what? A, and it was like that for three years. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> So it's like every week, like they're like, oh, I think we're getting rid of Haley. She's like, oh, I see you guys tomorrow. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, she's coming. Yeah, back actually. Here. So, so I didn't actually. Uh, I laugh about this because some jerk on my Wikipedia went and put um, uh, her first and only appearance, and I I laugh, I chuckle about that because I worked my butt off for that only appearance, and it came in my third season. So I played for Randy for three seasons before I finally got to the point where I was able to dress out for a game. 
And the reason I say that that's important is because I think as a player, we have to realize like sometimes it really is about the journey. And I was just as happy to support and back up Aaron and Bianca and Lydia and whoever else. You know, we always had great unions. We had um, uh, Megan Kenneman was in there for a long time. She's now coaching at LSU. We just had phenomenal human beings. Kate Sheely, who wound up playing at, where did she play at? Colorado? Um, but yeah, you know, we just, we've always had a good group of goalkeepers there and it really was about just making the team better and making each other better and keeping a positive environment. So, you know, I loved going to training every day and, um, I was obviously like thrilled when it paid off, like persistence it paid off. And, um, and one of our last home games against Washington in 2016, I was able to dress out. So I was a big deal. And, um, (laughs) But but I think it yeah that's important for players to realize that you you may not always be the starter but you have a role to play um, and I think it's important that coaches help players understand that some players are never going to get it yeah. but I think that with the right um, with the right coaching you know and the right player management style um, you can really kind of help drive that message home. Best Randy Waldrum story you have other than being unfireable and never letting him fire you. <laughs> best Randy Waldron story. Um, I don't know. That, that one was pretty good. The look on his face and I was just like, whatever, Randy, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we did this, do you know, you know, the ALS, the ice bucket challenge? Yeah. Okay. So we got challenged by this fan one time. Uh, and I think it was the 2014 season and it was me, Brittany Bach and Randy. And, uh, we decided that we were going to do it after our team, photo at bbva so we all go out to the field we take this nice photo and then um we got tiff mccarty and i don't remember who the other person was to hold the bucket maybe it was Chappie. um but it was one of our like coolers right our ice chests and uh <laughs> it was me and randy was in the middle and then Brittany. And we did the recording and whatever. And then um, they dumped the ice chest. And the only person that got ice and water at all was just Randy. And <laughs> he got completely <laughs> soaked. And he was like, are you guys serious right now? And, like, we were like, did you guys do that on purpose? Because that's really funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was just like, I can't believe you guys. He's like, you're not even wet. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you should have to do it again. Um but totally worth it though. I think we, I think I have a photo of that on Instagram and it's like me and Brittany being, you know, avoiding it. And then Randy just getting decimated by everything that was in that ice chest. Uh, what a good dude. It. Yeah. It was oh, funny. for sure. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. So how, so how's the coaching get involved in? Was there anything that in your experience in those three years with Randy that you, you took along with you into, uh, into coaching? Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, he is, he is, very methodical, you know, everything he does, every training session he puts together, you really know, uh, you really know what he's trying to get after. And I think the interesting thing too is, is when you've taken licensing courses and, um, you know, you've been around it long enough, you start to see the patterns, right? Um, And he was somebody that you could see the patterns very clearly. Uh, And as a player, you really knew what to expect after a while, right? And I think um, for me, as a pro player at that level, that was important. Like knowing what my expectations were and what was coming was important. There's enough uncertainty. And I think a lot of players struggle with that, obviously, because you have a bunch of type A personalities, right? You don't get to that level. Um, 
without fighting for yourself a little bit. And, and honestly, you don't want players who aren't going to be pissed when they're not in the starting lineup. You want that, right? You want that as competitive as environment as possible. Um, but he did a really good job, I think, of um, laying out what the expectations were. And it's unfortunate, obviously, because we didn't really find the success that I think um, it didn't translate into success. And I think that the potential was there. We, you know, he was just missing some elements, um, not him personally, but in his staff and in the organization and a couple of other things. I, you know, I think that there were some gaps there that were unfortunate um, that didn't help him. I think, um, translate his work into success, but, um, yeah, everything about Randy, he's just got a really mellow demeanor. Um, he doesn't get worked up. So, you know, when he, when he is worked up, uh, he means it and you should pay attention to it. Um, and we didn't always see eye to eye. I think, you know, Randy and I had our moments, but, um, it was always very respectful. He was always very respectful. He tried to be very respectful of players and, um, and of other staff members. He tried to give coaches opportunities. That's what I really appreciated. And you don't, I don't think you see that enough at a high level now. I think um, a perfect example, you guys know Sarah Loudon? Of course. I know you guys are familiar with Sarah. So Sarah came out, um, I think it was 2015. Um, yeah, it was 2015. She came out. She would literally drive from Lake Charles, Louisiana to our training, back to Lake Charles, Louisiana every day. That is like a three-hour drive, <laughs> one way. Um, and Randy gave her the opportunity to come in and do whatever. And she would say, like, Randy, I'll do whatever. I'll do stats. I'll, I'll pick up balls. I'll fill water jugs. I don't care. But I just want to come and learn and be around you. And Randy was all too happy to offer that. And um, so for him, giving younger coaches opportunities to be successful and to learn and to be empowered and to ask questions – that is something probably that I've taken away most, not just at, at for me coaching players, but just for me working with other coaches, you know, to remind people that we need to be empowering that generation of coaches, especially ones like Sarah, who, you know, are willing to work their butts off and pay their dues and, um, and, and make very little money while they're doing it just so that they can um, be better and learn their craft and, and, you know, so I think Randy was always very, very supportive of that. And he would always, all of our training sessions were open. Um, I know in the past under other coaches um, with a dash, they've been closed training sessions because you you don't want somebody to see, I don't know, your passing patterns. I don't know. But uh, Randy was always very open about that. There were a lot of college coaches. Obviously, there's several universities in the Houston area college coaches would reach out to him and say, Hey, can I come and watch a session? And he would always say yes. He was always open to that. And I just really appreciated that because I think that that, um, that's at a premium. You know, I think so many people, once they reach a certain level, want to keep things close hold. And Randy's not like that. He's never been like that. So um, that sharing of knowledge and openness to help others um, really stands out to me about him. Well, we're not trying to skip over any of the stuff with, Sam Houston or anything like that, but we do really want to get into the stuff with the Afghan women. Yeah. Did I say it wrong? No, you got it. Okay. Um, um, But talk to us a little bit. You explained in the beginning a little bit about how you got involved with that, but what was that experience like making that move and that transition to get out there? 
Yeah. So um, it's actually, to be honest with you, we really sort of built the program from scratch and the Federation for the most part, especially early on in 2016 sort of stayed out of the way. Um, And, you know, we were all too happy about that because we really knew what they needed. (laughs) Um, And so the unfortunate thing of course has always been that we've struggled with funding Uh, and so we've always been able, we've always had to fundraise elsewhere. So the, you know, obviously the first order of business was, um, the things that people don't think about when you're running a national team, uh, like general liability insurance. And, uh, for us, because we were spending so much time fundraising, uh, making sure that we were associated with some sort of 501c, uh, so that sponsorships or any sort of donations that came in could be tax deductible. But also, and more importantly, that if we were audited uh, regarding any of the, inf- the finances or funding that we received, we, you know, we have open books. And so we can show you where every single cent of that money is going. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, ordering kits and getting kits sent. I, I promise I had um, a living room full of Hummel International uniforms for like five months. Uh, trying to get badges put on and pressed and whatever else to prepare for training camps. Um, and so, you know, it was just a really stressful year, 2016, but it was a really fun year and it was a really inspiring year because, you know, we were traveling around, we were scouting players, we were recruiting them. We were convincing families to let their daughters play, which was really hard. Uh, and unfortunately, because of the things that have happened in this year, um, you know, that's going to be even more difficult, I think, moving into the future. And so, uh, that really matters. Um, but it was just a fun time. You know, we were able to have the training camp in California. Um, they were able to be successful in a club tournament there. We went and competed in the South Asia football federation championships at the end of 2016. Uh, and it's been incremental progress and really for Afghanistan, even incremental progress is a big deal. Um, and so, um, yeah, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of calls in the middle of the night um, trying to sort things out and make sure that the players were taken care of and we were getting the right players in and we had passport information. And I mean, I, like the laundry list of things that we were having to accomplish in a short amount of time is a little overwhelming. To be honest with you, looking back on it, I don't know how we were able to uh, to accomplish it all. But, um, but, you know, it was just, yeah, it was just a really inspiring time. And um, you know, trying to get fun, funds taken care of in 2017 and then to be able to go to Jordan in 2018, that was also a big accomplishment. And, um, you know, being able to get the girls from Afghanistan to meet the girls outside Afghanistan and really managing that dynamic as well and getting everyone to understand that it doesn't matter where you play or where you're from, you're all Afghan. Uh, you know, we finally were getting to the point where we were sort of achieving that team unity and that does not happen overnight. That takes a lot of deliberate planning and work and uh, involvement and buy-in from the players and the girls, the leadership group. Um, you know, everybody was working really hard. And then um, Jordan was, was actually a success um, outside of, um, you know, the sort of dark events that came out of that, which have led us to where we're at now. But, uh, yeah, it, for the most part, it's always been a really positive experience. And, you know, we've just sort of ignored the lack of investment from the Federation because, again, it, for us, it hasn't been about the glory or the title or anything like that. It's just been about how can we empower Afghan women? How can we give Afghan women 
opportunities to succeed, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a really humbling experience and inspiring for sure. That's awesome. What, like one of the things I was really curious about was when you, we all read the news and we're able to see the stories, what were those players like? Like, just like on a more personal level, like what were, <laughs> what was the, what were the players like? They're just like players on any team, right? Like you've got some goofballs and you have some serious ones. <laughs> um, you know, you've got ones who don't like fitness and ones who you have to tell to stop doing fitness. I mean, <laughs> it's just like every other team. Um, and yeah, I think they're incredibly close knit. Um, you know, for Afghans, their culture is a really big deal. And, and I don't, I mean that, I don't mean it in this cliche, like, Oh, as Americans, we're really patriotic. I mean, for Afghans, Afghan culture is a really big deal. So for them, they come from all over the world. There was one time where we were, we, Kelly and I were sitting down trying to figure out how many languages our team spoke. There were eight different languages like going on at one time. And, um, and we just laughed because it doesn't matter where they came from or what language. First off, most of them all speak Dari. Um, so we had that one in common. Um, so Kelly and I had to learn quite a bit of Dari, but, uh, but they share that and so you know they'll like dance to afghan music together and they'll talk about afghan food together and they'll talk about things that are happening in afghanistan and how their families are being influenced by it and they're just very close-knit communities and so it doesn't matter whether they're in the bay area whether they're in denmark or sweden or whether they're in Kabul, they really have that connection so um but yeah those players i mean (laughs) There are some of them are just hilarious. They crack me up all the time. Like even now with everything that's going on, they've tried to maintain their sense of humor and, and tried to stay positive and, and, um, and it's really appreciated to be honest. Um, and they're just, they're passionate women that care about each other and they care about their community and they care about other women. Um, and so it's, uh, it's actually even I think the average age on our team is maybe 19 or 20. Uh, we have some babies. We have 14s and 15-year-olds that are now like 17 and 18-year-olds. Um, and to see those players kind of mature, uh, you know, actually get older, but then also mature well beyond their years in the short amount of time just because of the um, seriousness of things we've had to deal with uh, has been an incredible experience. Like, Yeah. Somebody asked me that the other day, what, how I felt about it. And yeah, I don't, I don't think I have words to describe exactly how humbling the being involved with them and seeing them come together as a team and mature has been really incredible. All I know is if, if we, if we bring up anything in the news, I'm probably going to get, um, yeah, uh, it's stuff and stuff from, uh, forces over there. Cause I have very huge opinions on it and it's all crap. Um, it's okay. what's going on, but uh, you know, hopefully the proper authorities are are dealing with that. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of brought it up a little bit. We've got probably about 15 more minutes here. Um, you mentioned you brought up the election for the uh, United Soccer Coaches. So if you uh, yeah. could, because uh, this will be coming out uh, the day after voting started. Um, yeah. So just kind of explain, you know, what you're running for, why you're running for it, and how these these experiences that you've had in the past have led you to uh, to run for office. Yeah, so I really, you know, in coaching Afghanistan, um, you know, I've seen, and we, and we even going back to Randy, you know, we talk about um, this willingness to sort of share experiences and knowledge and empower as many coaches as possible. 
for me, I've been really fortunate through United Soccer Coaches and through other networks and um, other connections and friends and colleagues that I've had have been very fortunate in my ability to impact players' lives, both on and off the pitch uh, and the community, you know. So like I said, playing gave me this massive uh, platform to serve my community. Coaching has also given me a massive platform, a platform much larger than supporting just Houston, Texas. I mean, we're, we're out there trying to make things better for women footballers everywhere. And to be able to empower my own players to take a stand uh, against abuse and against corruption and the things that are happening to them uh, has just, like I said, it's been this really overwhelming experience. And I couldn't have been able to do that uh, if there weren't others making it possible. So my decision to run actually comes as a result of, you know, sort of what's happening with Afghanistan and how important it is to me that I be able to advocate for and empower other coaches to be able to have the kind of impact that I've had. And I don't just mean at an international level. I think as coaches, we talk about impacting our players and sometimes it even sounds a little bit cliche, but we really truly can develop, you know, unbelievable humans uh, on top of, you know, developing unbelievable players. And so for me, you know, I think to be able to get, to empower coaches more through education and through advocacy and to give them more opportunities to be involved in the organization, the association is really important. And, and Randy really, I think to me is the epitome of that because, you know, there's this younger generation of coaches out there, whether it's high school coaches or club coaches or um, college coaches. And I'm not talking about the legendary division one college coaches, because we know those people kick ass and they are doing great things. Um, but you know, those kind of, like I said, those people that are paying their dues and making things happen, you know, the folks in the 30 under 30 program and, um, you know, and, and people in like, you know, working with like rural clubs and stuff like that. I want to be able to empower them to be more involved in the association. Uh, because I think the more involvement we can get, the more we can help coaches grow, the more we can help improve the game, the more that we can use football as a vehicle um, really to change the world. So I know I, I'm kind of talking in like big picture terms, but ultimately it matters. Uh, and I think for coaches, for us, our voice matters. And so I think it's important that everyone uh, have an opportunity to be involved in the association, to feel comfortable being involved in the association, to exercise their voice in the association, because I think um, – I just think the more we can connect, the more bridges we can build amongst each other, amongst the various groups, uh, the better off all of us are. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I made the decision to run. And, and honestly, not just from the soccer side, but also, uh, my, you know, my background, I, you know, I've had a, <laughs> I have a full-time job um, and both as a logistics officer in the Marine Corps. And then when I transitioned out of the Marine Corps, I've held various corporate positions. So from a manager role up to a director level role and uh, working in process improvement and operations. And, um, and, you know, I've been asked to come in and consult for multiple nonprofit boards. I'm very familiar with process improvement and value proposition. And, uh, and I think unlike the other candidates, I really bring the business side of the game as well. Um, And so, because it matters, right? It's a nonprofit organization. And so our ability um, to improve that value proposition for coaches really matters. Um, and it has to be done responsibly and, um, and feasibly. And so I think I really can bring a unique frame of reference uh, to the board in that way. 
and so, yeah, I think uh, I'm looking forward to the election. I'm looking forward to Chicago. I can't wait for Chicago. How excited are you guys about Chicago? Right. You have no idea. It's going to be a blast. Oh, it's um, going to be. I've never been. Like, I'm really excited for what? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nick has never. This will be it. his first one. Congratulations. You're going to love it. It's going to be a really good time. So he does. There's going to be um, so many options. He has no clue what to do with himself. Well, I I hope you've downloaded your app and you've started starring all of your options. Oh. You got to have that that primary list and secondary list of events. I, I don't know if you've seen uh, Nick's uh, social media, but him and his family have done a uh, pub crawl since Christmas Eve every day, basically. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know if he's he's functioning on the phone yet or not. I I mean, like we're we're lucky. I'm awake and sober right now. Ever I not. can't. I we're recording I'm, this on January first, and I cannot believe that you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make it to midnight last night. If we're being honest, after seeing your after seeing your snaps of you and your family, but uh, yeah, so you know, obviously, you know, in Chicago, uh, what if um, if somebody wants to come up talk to you? Because I I, I, I yeah, I'm out of the loop on some stuff. Like how there. long how long does the voting go for? So it opens. Um, so today's the first. It opens tomorrow, the second online for all members, and it goes through uh, noon on January eleventh. Uh, you can vote online or you can vote in person at the convention. Obviously, yes, I will be at the convention. So, uh, and I'll try and tweet out wherever I'm at at any given time. Um, I'll be doing some advocacy stuff uh, on the 10th, I believe, Thursday. What is that? I'm yeah, losing my days. The 10th. The 10th. Um, that afternoon that around lunchtime. So, yeah, I'll, be, I'll make myself available and I'd love to meet any of you that would like to talk and we can discuss empowering coaches. Cause that's really becoming a very serious passion of mine. Um, yeah, I just, I've been very fortunate and I want to make sure that I'm paying that forward. And I feel like I have the experience, um, to be able to do that. So you can always do that at the uh, soccer chat meet and tweet Thursday night at six o'clock. You know, I'll be at the soccer chat meet and tweet. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm also like the, um, you know, Nick does all the like the journalistic uh, research stuff. I just look at Instagrams and Twitters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dig your uh, desk name tag of solidly average. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so a friend of mine, <laughs> actually, uh, a friend of mine got that for me because um, I finished my first year of law school with a 3.0. Congratulations. A perfect, a perfect 3.0. <laughs> um, I have since maintained my solidly average status in my second year of law school. So yeah, I go to law school part-time at night. It's, it's silly, but, um, what don't you do? So we, we mentioned like, you know, your Wikipedia page, if, if people go on your Facebook, uh, um, biography page, like what don't you do? Um, I don't, are you a dancer? Can you dance? Um, I mean, I can, like, okay, so so that, I so don't that, know that I'm karaoke. good at it. Oh, hell yeah. I love some karaoke. For sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who doesn't like karaoke? I don't want to be friends with you if you don't like karaoke. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I don't. Girl Scouts member. Yeah, I'm a lifetime Girl Scout. Of course Pretty you serious are. about that. Yep. Pretty serious about that, too. <laughs> of course uh, you are. <laughs> how was yeah. it studying at the University of Liverpool? I know Nick will be jealous of you now. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really cool experience. Actually, I was pretty fortunate. Um, that was a really good program. I met a lot of really amazing people. Um, and yeah, for me as an American, I'm not actually. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. I know. I'm a Chelsea fan. 
Hey! Oh, I hate you. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, I'm a Chelsea yes, fan. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I know. Yes. I know this and this season, this season would be the season to be a Liverpool fan, but I'm gonna keep You've it been real. grinding it out for a while. I know, I know. So um yeah, I know people ask me that all the time, but yes, I am a Chelsea fan. Um and uh yeah, that was a really cool experience. But uh I mean I don't go to med school. So there's that. I would well, never do that. It's somewhat hard to go to law school and med school simultaneously. So I, I, uh, I'm using my GI bill to be fair. I harp on veterans for not using their benefits. And so I didn't want to be a total hypocrite, um, and figured I needed to use my GI bill benefits. And, um, because I already went to grad school at, uh, at Liverpool, I, uh, I decided one day that I would just go to law school. So I took the LSAT um, in law school in the evenings and every day I wake up and I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, <laughs> being, I was going to ask what are you going to use the law school no, for? Being solidly average is what you're doing being there. Yeah, I'm kidding. I love it. It's, it's made me a lot better. I think in business actually, to be honest with you, because I can see things from different perspectives and I can argue it seven ways to Sunday. So um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've made some great friends and, um, and now when I tell other veterans to use their GI bill benefits, um, they don't really have an excuse. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been really fortunate. So are you, you one of the Euchre related? Hmm? Like doing like, like front office, the law school, like, is that something that you possibly like want to do business side of soccer, like within a pro team or I would love to. Yeah. I would love just to. I definitely, to I definitely want to stay in the game at a high level as much as possible. So yes, to be honest with you, I, I did think of that, that law school really is going to help set me up for that um, down the road. And, and even if, you know, I'm talking to some of my friends, one of the things we've identified, um, some of my coaching friends, um, you know, there just needs to be more work around, I think. And actually at the convention, there's going to be this. So people will be on the lookout, um, workshops on negotiating contracts and understanding the terms and conditions in an employment contract for coaches. That's Yo. really important. So I think, you know, there's a lot of emphasis. It's always placed on players and taking care of players. And God bless the players because I was one at one point. Um, but I think also that is an important area for coaches as well because, um, you know, I think for us it's a really small circle. We all sort of know each other. And, um, you know, when you get into sort of a hairy labor and employment issue, um, knowing really how to navigate that and having – the appropriate support to be able to navigate that so that you can successfully move forward from potentially one organization to another organization without really souring your reputation. I think that can be kind of difficult um, for us. And so I think um, helping coaches have a better understanding of what they're signing, how to negotiate it. Um, you know, I think that's really important. So for me, yeah, I don't really know how I'm going to be in the game. Agent but one day. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what my, my, my sister just graduated law school and I, t I beg her all the time, go be a sports agent. And she's just like, no, I'm not doing that. I, I'm well, not yeah. And, and that's the thing is I, I wouldn't necessarily want to represent players because I think players have enough of that. There's a lot of that out there. There's a do it for saturated coaches. market, but to do it for coaches. Yeah. And not even, um, I would honestly, like I would do it for pro bono work. Like it's important for me that all coaches have access to that sort of support. And so for for me, um, I probably wouldn't be my primary source of income. I would probably do it as um, as a way to really, like I said, give back to the game because that matters to me. I said my sister-in-law, like, that upsets me because, like, I would use her as my agent. But if she's not going to do it, then I know who to contact now. Yeah, you can call me. 
What would, what would you name After your I coaching agency name? What would your coaching oh. agency firm name be? That's it's got to be something really, super dope. Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm going to have to think about that. Uh, and then we need to get like t-shirts and hats made. Trucker hats. Trucker hats? Yes. Yeah, that would be that would be solidly average. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Oh my gosh. That is it. So just almost like the how John Gruden had the sports agency. Yes. 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 So S A S A. Yes. S A S A. Because it's almost like uh what was it Gruden had after when he started ESPN? It was the Fire Football Coaches Association. You can <laughs> yeah. have the solidly average sports, so- agency. sports agency. Oh yeah. my gosh. We you have just created that's yourself. brilliant, guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your, your, your pro bono work is going to be like overtaking your full-time job yeah. because yeah, you are solidly sure. average. Solidly average. Yeah. <laughs> got to get that uh, 3.0. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Got to have, yeah, got to maintain. Isn't it, um, I want to say when I was in high school, my mom always told me I need to go to Ball State because for broadcasting majors to live in the David Letterman house, you have to maintain a C average. You can't go above it and you can't go below it. Oh. <laughs> That's, that, the, that's I, the that's the requirement I mean, to live in his house, his dorm. I uh, I actually that's actually that's I like him. Um, yeah, I uh, my friends in law school are always like trying to give me these pep talks about you know my grades and you know Haley, you've got all this stuff going on and you're doing these things and you know just keep it up and I'm over here like guys I'm fine with the 3.0 <laughs> I got a 3.0 I'm fine y'all you don't just have relax. To check on me guys it's okay well, I mean like everyone has like everyone has that like one word thing for New Year's I think we all should have the the two words solidly average solidly that's what average. we're striving for I feel like that would be a great description of our podcast solidly average <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean followed only by decent decent it's decent. Yeah, pretty, pretty decent yeah decent. That, that's what we're using for my uh for the the coaching camp is it's it's pretty decent, it's decent. but you're actually going to learn a lot yeah uh, <laughs> i like that it's uh you know there, there's i feel like we could go on for like another two hours but you are currently in disney the happiest place in the world i am uh, yes, and I am. enjoying time before the the craziness at his convention uh so yeah. we'll definitely have to do a uh, another chat with you uh, about you know longer about the whole uh your time with afghanistan uh, with the women's national team and uh you know soccer chat is all about coaches getting together and networking obviously with you running yeah. for the the board uh with united side coaches you have just just like I said, I've, I've only, we've only interacted on Twitter for maybe the last two weeks and yeah. just seeing like how interactive you are and, and how open and, and social that you are coaches. If they're how wanting we, to ask you more, not, how have we not interacted before this? I don't like, that's a very good question. And you know, possible? I I'm feel I, I get that a lot, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you, it, it kind of made me think when you were talking about, um, or when we said, uh, earlier about, you know, you should have went to Naval Academy and be like, hey, like not every day a person of my caliber wants to come play for you. I feel like if we would have been friends in high school and you would have been like the fear of rejection, no, I would be like, no, go tell them. I'm a regional player. I could be playing the national team right now. You, I'm telling you I want to come play for you, so you're going to accept me whether you like it or not. Pretty much like you told Randy, you're not firing me. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I didn't say it like that. I, I just kind of laughed at him. <laughs> Said, okay, that's basically the same thing basically yeah. the same thing yeah <laughs> so if uh, if coaches want to get in contact with you uh leading up to convention and maybe ask you about uh your platform or maybe they just want to contact Please you and, and network with you yeah. how can they do that 
please reach out. So I'm on Twitter, um, H underscore C underscore Carter. Um, and I also, my website, I have one of the Haley Carter dot me, uh, and it's featured on my Twitter as well. You can click on it. You can submit something to me. It comes to my email. Um, if you don't want to tweet at me, <laughs> uh, you can reach out to me that way, but I'm pretty open and I love, 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 love sharing, um, just different practices and thoughts on the game and, um, criticisms and, um, positive things. And I'm just really open and I, I love to hear from coaches and, um, yeah, so please feel free to reach out to me. I'm, um, pretty much an open book. Uh, that's why I have no problem admitting that I'm solidly average. Uh, yes. <laughs> so yeah, please, please reach out to me. I love it. Please, please have that on a t-shirt and wear that around. Convention. Say, yes, <laughs> vote, vote for me because I'm solidly, solidly average. average. Yes. Yeah. I think that my campaign manager would tell me that that's a bad idea. <laughs> your campaign manager would. Your your campaign manager has no idea what a hashtag that would be. What a hashtag that would be. My oh my takes gosh! Solidly average. And this is not. Oh, we're, we we love whoever your campaign manager is. I'm sure. I'm sure he or she is. Yeah, they're, they're they're a fine person, but they do not know what they're doing. So. Unless it's you, then then if it's that's you, good. then then we'll have to have to some discussions. But uh, okay. anyways, okay. Haley, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for Thank taking time out of your family vacation to, to talk it. with us. I can't wait. To and see it's kind of. I was going to say, it was kind of cool that we're going to sit here and we can actually say like, we're going to, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes, Dude, like yeah, literally sure. like eight days. Yeah. yeah literally, literally. Literally. We're going to be, all be solidly average in Chicago. <laughs> we're just, me and Sean are going to make it on like random Hanes t-shirts. We're just going to have that one. With Sharpies <laughs> and plain white tees, solidly awesome. average. We can't get awesome. it embroidered because that would be above average. We you, have guys, to you guys are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Haley, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely have you again on for uh, for a part two. Uh, you were wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It's funny when we started this, however long ago we started, a year and a half now, year and seven months. Uh, it, something like that. Yeah. I never thought we'd get to talk to as many cool people as we get to. and. This is one of the coolest interviews I think we've had. Yeah, she may be solidly average in law school, but she's slightly above average in the cool fa- in the cool department. Yeah, I mean, like she it, might be a three point five. Yeah, I mean, like at least at least she's she's an A minus. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, Haley was unbelievable. I think it's always amazing to me when you have people like her. She's she's our age, you know. Like she's she's young, like she's still really young. Yeah, and. The amount of stuff that she has already been able to achieve, I can't imagine going and doing what she did with the Afghan national team. Like, that's insane. That's absolutely crazy. And just to hear her talk about her experience and to hear her talk about the players that she coached and the people that she's gotten to be around and coach with and be associated with is absolutely incredible. I mean, she was, it was one of those things where, like, again, you and me text during these interviews all the time where, like, we could have, I could have just listened to her talk for an hour. Like I, like I, like it's, we shouldn't have even interrupted with questions. We should have just let her go. Maybe that could be like our, one of our side shows is where we just walk on. We say, introduce yourself and tell us about yourself. And then we just walk away for an hour. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, like I, like I like really just think that 
she is a person that like is someone, I mean, again, we, we try to stay out of politics here, but if you're a young coach looking for someone to support in this next election, she definitely seems like a, a, a very legitimate person that you should at least go and have a conversation with or try to get in touch with because she, she has a lot of amazing ideas and is really a person that can be a, a be a good representative of, of a lot of people in, in the U.S. soccer landscape right now. Yeah, I, I, I know. She, I, we're not much of endorsers. We don't really know much of what's going on, you know, but for us, I think uh, you definitely can hear in her voice, you know, how much she wants to uh, affect U.S. soccer and, and the coaching aspect uh, in a positive way for all, not just for the few. And I think that that's something that uh, we all can get behind. And, you know, we, we consider ourselves the show for the common common man or common woman. It's the show for the good brothers, and good sisters. And I think if you're going to go out and you're going to vote uh, in this election, definitely vote for the good sister, Haley Carter. I think so. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she was, it, it was again, it, she's just one of those people that, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to meet at convention. I'm incredibly excited to meet her because not only, does she seem like a great person? Like, but she seems like a fun time. Like she seems like a person that we, like we were able to give crap to immediately. And she, you could tell she could give it right back to us. And that was, it's just a ton of fun to find people like that. Yeah. I, we just, you know, and like I said, like, and then she even mentioned stuff like, I don't know how we just got connected in the last two weeks. Like, I feel like we know enough mutual people that we would have somehow connected uh, before we did, but I'm now very thankful that, uh, you know, that we have connected with her and she is a friend of the show. Now she's a friend of ours and, and we have the ability to connect and talk to her. And I think, you know, it's not every day you get to talk to somebody who, uh, I mean, still technically is with the net, with the national team, I guess when I, I, I was going to kind of joke, uh, you know, when she talked about, you know, uh, with the discussion, just telling Randy, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Like I was going to make a comment about like, so when the Afghanistan national team calls you and it's like, Hey, like you're not coaching more. Are you going to be like, no, I'm going to see you in a couple weeks anyways for camp. Like, um, you know, and I, I was really, like, I really admit like she's kind of unfireable because she knows what she's doing. She's smart. She's, she seems like a very good locker room person, uh, when it comes to, uh, the teams that she plays on. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, like just a, 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 a female who has done literally everything, um, other than go to med school, like I, just yeah. an empowering, like I'm mo- motivating for me. I'm just like, God, I suck at life. Dude, we are um, not doing enough. We are no, not, not at all. Not at all. I thought, you know, moving, having two kids, buying houses. I thought that was doing it, but I guess not. I mean, st- going to Florida, laying on a beach, like it's, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Right yeah. Not, not um, all of us. Can, also, can I would all. never, uh, I would never fire a person that trained at the Naval Academy. <laughs> That's true. Whatever. Like, I don't know why Randy even, even thought that was an option. We might have to ask him about it. Like, <laughs> Randy, like bad move, bad move. That is for sure. And you know what? You can bring that up to him uh, at convention when the good brother returns live on Thursday at 4 p.m. Live from podcast row at the United Soccer Coaches Convention powered by Exact Sports. Exact Sports is going to be hooking us up. They've got nice, awesome giveaways for you guys. Uh, so if you want to come and ask Randy that question, or maybe we'll have Nick ask that question. Um, but all the shows are going to be interactive. That's the best part. We have multiple microphones, so you guys can come up, ask questions, uh, and get involved. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it early in the intro, so you, you know all of the uh, all of the guests we're going to have. 
If you need to remember them, obviously Twitter, you can find it on there. Go on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, type in soccer chat, hashtag soccer chat. And then uh, you'll see that we do have an event for uh, convention where we will have all of the, uh, all the details of what time all the shows are really, really, really awesome lineup. Uh, and as you just heard last night uh, during soccer chat, it is a slice of Jeff with our homie, Jeff Freeman. Uh, so we're still looking for some pizza places to, to try to bring some pizza for Jeff because he loves himself some pizza. Um, but I'm, we're excited. Just, I, I, I don't even know. I was trying to think the other day about my first time going to convention and I was going to say to myself, like, how could I pass some of this knowledge on to Nick? But the thing is that's different was my first time going to convention. I didn't have to perform a show in front of people for two days in a row. Um, so <laughs> Uh, I have no idea what to tell you, what to expect, um, other than just let, 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 let's 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 have a go at it. Yeah, no, I mean, all I I brought a, a few notebooks, and I'm prepared to like just I like the voice that I normally have mid season from coaching. I'm expecting to have that by the end because not only are we going to be recording, but you know me, I'm going to go and ask a million questions to everyone that's doing everything. And just try to talk to as many people as possible. I mean, that's the coolest thing I'm excited about is, again, I mean, one of the cool the things that we've been able to experience is the amount of people that we've connected with this show that we've never actually met in person. Or people that are listening to this that we don't even know are listening to it that will come up to us and be like, hey, listen to your show. Like, I, I'm so-and-so. And so we connect with those people. And it, it, it just been this past year, especially it, as it's grown, has been such an amazing experience because – we get those people like uh, soccer Matthew and all those guys where I, I not only am I connecting with them, but I'm going and playing pickup games down in St. Louis with guys. And it's, it is just fun. I mean, it's a really fun experience and I, that's what I'm most looking forward to with all the education, everything It's going to be unbelievable, but just seeing all the people that we've already connected with and are still waiting co- to connect with, I think is going to be the best part. As we, uh, we wrap up here, you know, things are good. You know, you're on vacation when you're recording a show and your mom is in the room next to you, <laughs> mama Rizzo, who probably can hear this just live tweeted while we were recording. Uh, are we allowed to give her Twitter name out? Like if people yeah. want to give her oh, a what's yeah. up, she has a solid, have, like, have her, have, have her come over and, and, and introduce herself to everybody. I think she's kind of sleeping. Mom, are you still awake? Yeah. Here, come hey, say hi, come say come hi, say hi mama. <laughs> so we've done the show for so long and it took me so long to meet Nick. Now I'm actually getting to talk to Nick's mom. So one second here, here's, here's Katie Rizzo. Mama Rizzo. Are you there? I'm here. So we want to thank you for live tweeting the show. uh, (laughs) And uh, we always talk about soccer chats, all about networking. So you got to give everybody your Twitter name so they can, they can give you a follow. We're going to get your, your followers up. My Twitter name is at Katie underscore Rizzo. And she spells Katie weird. So it's, c-a-t-i-e underscore how's that weird most people spell the k or k-a-t-y i went to school with i went to school with a girl who was c-a-t-i-e well then you are know the only other c-a-t-i-e in the entire world how are you, how are you gonna say that about your mom's name i love my mom <laughs> to death <laughs> so so mama rizzo um how is the family hanging in today i, I got to see the snaps of your guys uh crawl last night oh, it was celebrating the, the new year 2018 must have been a good one for you guys. (laughs) I'm always the designated driver. So uh, Mama Rizzo is hanging in there just fine, but maybe the rest of them not so 
so well. Mama Rizzo, when's your birthday? March 24th. March 24th for Mama Rizzo's 21st birthday. Nick, you are going to be her DD. I will. I, for my mom's 21st birthday, I will be here. To <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, now my mom's going to be like, I'm never on your show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Um, yes, yes, yes. We'll have a, we'll have a Mother's Day uh, episode on sometime I think we soon. need to do that. We did. We talked about You've last been year. Ham- you have been hammering that in like every week for the last three months. Cause I think it would be a fun show. I, I want to. My mom would be like, he coaches, okay? Like the little pain in the butt that you probably were as a kid. I want to know about that guy. I was not a little pain in the butt. <laughs> but you got to think, though, you had a sister. I was the only child. So what what my mom may say is a pain in the butt actually wasn't probably that bad compared to having two of them. I know that. Be, I know that because I'm living it right now with my she- two. <laughs> Shout and out as you to- saw my video, as you saw my video earlier, my, yeah. my son is definitely mine. Shout out to Duke and Quinn. Yeah. yeah, Yes. Including one of them who is Don's favorite soccer link. I don't know how I can pick a favorite, but I guess you can Nick, uh, as we get ready for convention next week, um, you know, how can coaches reach out to you and get in contact with you and say, Hey, it's my first convention too. Let's meet up. It, best way to reach me is at coach and Rizzo. What about you, brother? Mine is at coach solder. And best way you can support us is share out these links. Every time that we put out a show, we put the links out for you. Uh, share that out with your friends, grow your network, grow, uh, grow other people's network as well. Join the conversation on Wednesdays just by following the hashtag soccer chat. That's at nine 30 PM Eastern standard time. Just type in hashtag soccer chat on the search bar hit latest and follow the conversations. It's always a good time, always great conversations. And you're definitely going to learn something every single Wednesday night podcast drop every single Thursday, unless we're having technical difficulties and it comes out on Fridays, but you know, um, you can get that everywhere. iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, iTunes. I already said iTunes, TuneIn radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can get soccer chat just by typing in hashtag soccer chat. We've gotten a lot of nice new reviews, five-star reviews and ratings. Keep doing that. Leave us your Twitter name so we can let you know that we thank you for being a part of soccer chat and listening and making us a part of your trips, wherever you may be traveling to. And speaking of traveling, we're going to be some traveling, man. Daddy was a fall down, man. We're going to be traveling ourselves on Wednesday to Chicago. Nick and I haven't figured out what time we're going to be there, but we'll do that when we get off there. And you guys can all worry about that later because we will see you on Thursday. And the best part about all this is Nick, not only do we get to do it next week, but we get to do it live. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you next week. See you later, brother. Imagine you were a fighter walking to the ring or you got your one little uh, uh, call out from the dug from the uh, from the tunnel to come out by yourself onto the field. What song would you I've, enter into? I've never really thought of that. Most um, of our guests haven't. I can't be- I can't believe people don't ever think about stuff like that. No. Everyone is you. I've actually um, done celebrity softball games and I've had to do that, too. And I've usually like let my stepdad pick a song. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how that goes. Usually he picks three doors. Plate, he, Haley he picks, Carter was he picks, bad. 
bad Kryptonite. Leroy Brown, baddest that, man in that the actually whole would, damn town. That actually would be kind of funny. Um, I don't know. That is a good question. 